we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. In order to truly follow Christ, we must do what? In order to truly follow Christ, we must deny ourselves. Y'all hear me say this all the time. You know why I say it all the time? Because folks need to know that they need to do it. You need to learn how to stop doing everything you want to do. Put yourself on punishment. At some point, we got to stop doing everything we want to do. Stuff that comes in your head, you know you can't do that. I was telling another person this, this past week, they were like, yeah, I didn't know I had this in me. I didn't know I had this in me. And now that I'm you know, uh, listening to you and you telling me I'm finally seeing myself, I said, that's what it's for. We as believers, we're mirrors for each other. That means when you're talking to somebody and you're around a like-minded believer, you're going to see yourself. They're going to let you know issues that you can't see, things you've gotten so used to. That's what the fellowship is. That's, why, that's how iron sharpens iron. You need people that aren't afraid to say, hey, brother, you know, man, I've been noticing something about you. I don't want anybody in my life that can't handle me saying that. Yeah, so, so, so that's what the fellowship is all about. That's how you know when it's time to deny yourself. Brother, you need to go on a fast, dude. You done said that word too many times. Yeah, and that's, but you can't hear it a lot of times because it's your issue. And in your head, it looks and sounds different. When it comes out, you ever had something in your head you thought was a bright idea? Oh, you thought it was a great wonder. Oh, when I, when I do this, this is going to be it. And then in the process of telling it to someone, you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> but in your head around all that other stuff, it sounded great. Well, you got to get it out. You got to talk. That's what the fellowship is. That's how you can start denying yourself. A lot of us can't deny ourselves because we really don't know what's wrong with us. Because you won't talk to nobody. You know, the devil will come at a young age and traumatize you just to keep you keeping secrets. He'll make you keep secrets, learn how to do that at a young age. So the older you get, the less you talk about. When you don't talk about it, you can't cure it. The Bible said, confess your faults one to another that you may be what? Healed. You got to talk. Amen. That's how you deny yourself. Take up our cross and follow him. These must be done in the order that the scripture gives them in. Luke 9 and 23 Puts him in this order. He said unto them all, if any man will come after me, follow after me, be with me, let him, number one, do what? Deny himself. Number two, take up his cross. What? What? Daily. And then what? Then you can follow me. He already said, if any man going to follow me. So we don't even count that one. It's really two steps to get to the third. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, what? Daily. Self-denial means to forget about yourself and what you want to do for what he desires for you. This is the first step in following Christ. Amen? 
That's the good thing about a fellowship. You know, a lot of us, when you first got here, you didn't know how to make friends. And you was everywhere and all over the place. And somebody had to pull you to the side and say, calm down. Everybody here is human. You don't have to be deep. You know, some of you came with your, with your dreams and visions and prophecies. You thought that was going to secure you a spot among the most popular. And in this church, it just didn't work. No, no, we don't want you around reading our minds. <laughs> nah. No, because that means you're getting in my business. I don't want you in my business. So I don't need you prophesying over my personal stuff. I, I don't want you in my business. There's no need for that. Can't stand them churches. Brother, uh, oh, I see. Ooh, uh, ooh, ooh. Like, woman, go somewhere. You're hot and lusting. All that, ooh, and get, get on. Boy, they used to do me like that, boy. I remember one time, I remember I walked in the church with Sabetha. This is before we got married. We were dating. I walked in the church with her, and this woman walked up to me. She said, oh, mm, mm, no. No, her, no, no, that's not the one. That's not the one. It's like, girl, you better get that witchcraft away from me. Come to find out her sister liked me. That's why I don't listen to that. Y'all be all, ooh, how did they know that? Witches! Witches be knowing stuff. They know stuff. They can prophesy. They can see stuff. Man, and there's always something behind it, too. I mean, just, no, no, no. And now she divorced. Same woman doing it. She, 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 she's divorced. Her marriage failed. And we still together. <laughs> Whatever. Stupid. Stupid. I better quit following all this stuff, going to the meetings where they doing all that junk. Why do you have to hit it? The Bible says a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. That's all that's an audience. Wicked and adulterous. Let the prophet start calling out adultery and fornication. Oh, it'll get thin in there. Thinner and thinner. They ain't calling that out. They gonna call out money and success and job. No, no, no. Let's talk about who's sleeping with who and shouldn't have. On the wrong websites. Hitting folks, friending folks. Who friended who? Start calling that out and watch the watch the crowd just <laughs> disperse. <laughs> yeah, start calling that out. So stupid. Y'all quit falling for that junk. Self-denial means to forget about yourself and what you desire for what he desires. This is the first step in following Christ. Psalms 143 and 10. Teach me to what? This is David saying, Lord, teach me to, okay, we don't know how to do the will. And he's not saying, teach me your will. He said, teach me to what? Wait, there's a difference. We can learn his will from reading the Bible. But to learn how to do his will is another step. So, Lord, help me get past myself. So I can do what you want instead of what I want. That's what he's saying. Help me to do thy will. For what he desires for you. This, oh, no, no, no. Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Thy spirit is what? Good. Lead me into the land of what? 
This is David asking for God to help him be better. Something happened to all of us that makes us want to do what we want to do. Make us mad enough. Make us mad enough and stuff will come out you didn't know was in you. Because something happened to you. So we need God to get that stuff out. So we can do what he wants. Amen. Christ's path must be the only path that you follow. But this cannot be done without what? Self-denial. First Peter 2 and 21. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us a what? Example that ye should what? Follow his steps. He didn't just come to die. He came to live too. To show you what to do. Do what Christ, look at somebody say, do what Christ did. Do what Christ did. Amen. Jesus did not sin, but in order to pay the penalty for our sins, he took up his what? He took up his cross. Because he didn't sin, his cross was us. Our sin was his cross. His cross was not just a physical wooden object, but it was the burden of carrying our sins to his own death. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen? So he became sin and he didn't know sin. He, his cross was our sin. Amen? Though he committed no sin, Christ accepted responsibility for the redemption of the sins of mankind. Because of his love for us, he decided to give his life to do what? He decided to give his life to pay for our sins. If we accept this truth and follow after his truth, we can what? We can be redeemed. Isaiah 45 and 7. I form the light. I create darkness. This is God saying just how big he is. I made peace and created evil. I, the Lord, do what? All these things. Oh, somebody's stuck. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, he's taking, this is, this is God taking responsibility for everything. That's what real men do. Oh, I, I, I could stay right there, but that's Wednesday. But I could stay right there. A real man don't blame his wife. He don't point fingers. He don't cry to another man about his wife. He takes responsibility for his house. If it happened under my watch, it's my fault. This is God showing us how it's done. God is saying, I take responsibility for the devil. All of it. The darkness that's here, everything. He's I take responsibility for it. And Jesus took it all to the cross. I take responsibility for it. I die for it. Because it all happened under my watch. The cross of Calvary was essentially an example of how we should consider what our behavior does to others. And how by carrying our own cross, we can help others find redemption instead of turmoil. So the same example that Jesus set. How he, without sin, took sin to the cross. Shows us how we can carry the burdens of others. Take responsibilities for others. And make other people better just by us becoming better. 
That's, man, that's deep. Galatians 6 and 5. For every man shall bear what? Bear what? You carry your own burden. You can tell somebody about it, bounce something off of them, get it off of you, talk. But at the end of the day, when you leave them, you and your burden going to leave them. Because it's yours to carry. We help you here at ABC, these elders and different ones. We were just talking about it in our elders meeting. We're not making dependence here. We can't make dependence here. You can't be dependent on us to tell you what to do. We, none of us can tell you what to do. We just can't because those burdens are yours. We can help you carry. You know how we help you carry the burdens? True church perspective. Man, there's a 300 sermons on that covering everything. Hey, when people email me and, brother, I've been following you from the, you know, from the beginning. I've been following you all this time. But I have a question. Sudden, 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 and my immediate answer is, you ain't been following me. If you was following me, you'd know the answer to that question. Because I've answered it before. But folks want to, they, they, they want to be your dependent. You know why folks do that? So when it goes wrong, they come back and say, see, man, you told me to. Nope, that's, look at somebody say, that's your burden. Your burden. Had a woman just email me talking about, oh, my husband this, and he did this, and he that, and he did that. Your burden. Ooh, it got quiet on that, boy, because folk want the church to do stuff their own parents won't do. You better listen to this word and apply it. And don't wait and try to gather it all up. Apply it as it comes. It's easier that way. When you know God just, just thumped you upside your head in service, you go do something about that. Immediately. Don't be saving that. <laughs> Every man's going to bear his own. Y'all know the Bible said that? Galatians said it. Six and five. Every man's going to bear his own what? Burden. Amen. And some stuff the Bible just don't have answers to. Uh-oh, look at that. Look, it got quiet. Oh, some, some of this stuff that you've created, there's, there's just no scripture for that. Everything's in the Bible. No, not what you did. Nobody's done that in the Bible. You went out and had 10 kids out of wedlock, 10 different mamas. There's no answer for that. There's no scripture you're going to go to. Except for Galatians 6 and 5. Every man shall what? I'm tired of paying all this child support. Galatians 6 and 5. Every man shall do what? <laughs> Brother, it's just hard, man. It's just hard. Yes, for you it is. Because you made it hard. You was going for some record or something. I don't know. But you made it hard. You slept with 50 dudes, something's going to be wrong with you. Because there's no Bible for that. Amen. You tattooed your face, you're going to have a hard time getting a job. You can't quote scripture because now you look like a demon. That was just a very bad decision. What am I supposed to do, pastor? Get a job at a comic book factory. I don't know. Every man's going to do what? And don't be making my load heavy. <laughs> I work to keep mine light. Don't make it me. Don't, get, don't be putting it on me. That's your burden. Yes, sir. Oh, folks don't like. See, 
This is not the popular message. Joel Osteen would never preach this. He would blink till he just pass out. He would never preach this. He got to make you think that no matter what your burden is, it's going to be easy. No, God said his, Christ said his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. Meaning the burdens that he allows for you, the little allotted amount, they're light. But some of this stuff we're doing going to make things very heavy. If you in prison, it's heavy. It's heavy. I can't make, I can't make busting rocks lighter. I can't pray that they give you lighter rocks to bust. Less license plates. I can't, that, those prayers, I can't do it. Because you, you, you in the joint, man. I mean, that's real work. You're going to do some real work. Hard time is hard. What about hard, don't you understand? They call it hard time. That's Galatians 5. There's nothing I can say. Amen. Do your time, man. Did you do the crime? Did you do the crime? Then you got to do the time. Galatians 6 and 5. Every man shall what? That's why I'm preaching like this now so you won't go out there and do something knuckleheaded. Some folks sitting in here right now and they're going to go out and risk their life over some foolishness. Accepting responsibility for our errors and past sins is taking up our cross. You ever wonder what taking up your cross was? There it is. Accepting responsibility for our errors and past sins. That's taking up your cross. You can't just say, yeah, I used to do this. You, no, you got to take responsibility for it. Everything that happened because of it. When we can accept the blame for not doing what we should have done, then we can be forgiven and others can do what? Forgive us. Proverbs 28 and 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. You're not going anywhere if you won't take responsibility. But whosoever confesseth and then what? Mm. forsaketh them shall have mercy so you can't just confess them you have to stop doing it that's the bible after self-denial we must survey ourselves and realize the pain that we have caused others the bible tells you to examine yourself usually you need help with that you need somebody to help you examine yourself because you gonna grade yourself on a curve <laughs> so brother I just want to know man I mean you know what would you think about me sit down got a little time yeah you got to survey yourself and realize the pain that you've caused others that's why I don't understand people that demand judgment and, uh, and they've caused pain I don't even understand all these old Hollywood folks uh oh coming up with molestation and different things after 30, 40 years, 20 years, this dude touched me, and you butt naked in all your movies. I don't understand. I don't understand. So it's okay to tempt men, but when they act on it, it's... Amen. Just realize the pain you've caused others. This realization should bring us to what? Repentance. And birth a desire to do better and truly follow after Christ. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 says, Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? You don't know you? How that Jesus is in you? Well, unless you be a reprobate. Are you a reprobate? Can you really see what you're doing? 
Exact, look at somebody say, examine yourself. We do not wallow in self-pity or live in shame for our past errors. Once Christ forgives us, however, we are what? For living with the things. Let me read that again because that's the most important thing in the whole lesson. We don't wallow in self-pity. Nobody's telling you to wallow in woe is me and always bringing it up and making you feel bad and shame because of your past errors. No. Once Christ forgives us, it's gone. However, we are responsible for living with the things we cannot change. If you got divorced, you just got divorced. If you got remarried, you can't go back to that marriage. You're going to divorce another person and then try to go back to the first one? I know folks did that and the first one didn't want them. Now they got two divorces. You was dumb. I mean, you just, dude, that was a mistake. You made the mistake. You got to live with it. That's a cross. You got to carry it. Amen. Babies out of wedlock. You had babies. You wasn't there. Whatever, whatever. You got to carry that cross. Amen. Tattoo of a cross on your head. Carry it. You put it there. Better get a job at the cemetery. That's the only place you can work. (laughs) and the funeral home (laughs) bad decision you did that deal with it carry that look somebody say carry that cross you made a bad decision well welcome to the real world some of our decisions were dumber than others but we still all have to what what do we have to do he said deny yourself Take up your cross and follow him. So we're not looking around and always accusing, but we're going to carry our cross. You got to take responsibility for what you did. Remember, dude, we was in a, I was at Guitar Center one day, and I walked in there, and this musician, gospel musician, he's sitting in there on the, on, sitting on the stool and he was like in the last stage of AIDS he weighed I know 70 probably 70 pounds had his legs crossed and you know you don't have nothing when you cross your legs and both feet are on the ground and both his feet was on the ground and he just sat there and I said I said oh man he's like he's but anyway he's sitting there he had his legs crossed and he said cheat Craig when I walked in cheat Craig and I knew that hiss anywhere. I said, oh, what's up, man? He's like, oh. He said, I'm just so mad. I said, why are you mad? The devil. Oh, oh, oh Satan. He just makes me so mad. Oh, I'm just sick of him. I'm sick of the devil. Oh, oh, I'm just so sick of him. It's like, why are you mad at the devil? The devil did not do this gonna have a whole conversation about how he wished the devil what was dead and God would just say, oh, the devil say no. Bro, you did this. I remember when, when I told you you were slinging stuff, you should have stopped. You gotta take responsibility for your actions. You keep doing that, something gonna happen. Oh, you can't get amens in the church today. You better listen to the preacher. I didn't see deathbed after death. I, I probably know 50 musicians that died of AIDS. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, 
20 of them right here in the Metroplex. And all of them wasn't gay. You better heed the warning. But we don't wallow in self-pity, shame for our past errors, because Christ forgives us, but we do have to accept responsibility. What I would have been doing if I was sitting, well, first, I wouldn't have been in Guitar Center. I'd have been somewhere with the Bible just quoting, <laughs> man, mad at the devil? I'd have been mad at me. Because when the word came, I refused it. See, this is what preaching is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel just like you're feeling right now. Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me all... Oh, did I finish? Yeah. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy, what? Laden and what will happen? He said, I'm going to give you rest. Meaning, I'm going to help you in your situation. Doesn't mean your situation's going away. He said, come to me if you're heavy laden. I'm going to help you, but come to me. Your situation's not going away if you created it. Yeah, we got people in there. You got to play child support. Children out of wedlock. Married two, three times. Kids out of this marriage. All that stuff is going to happen. All that stuff happens, okay? And when you get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and get sense and get smart and all that, a lot of that stuff is still going nowhere. It's your cross now. And you got to carry it. You got to carry it. I don't want to be around nobody punking out, blaming the devil and this and that and this. No. If you did it, carry it. Don't mean you got to think about it all the time and feel about it. No, no. But when it's time to think about it, think about it. And then carry it. Amen. Summary. Taking up a cross. Oh, wait, hold on. Taking up a cross is painful, and it can be what? Oh, very tough to deal with. But since we are all new creations, we must not ignore our responsibilities and place blame on others for the issues we created. Amen? You may be saved and filled with the mighty power of God, and your child may be a hellion. Let us help you pray for them. Don't be trying to cover up their hell. And act like they okay when they're not. Because you scared of how it might make you look. You just got saved. You just got in here. You just got some sense. We understand. That may have happened before you came to Christ. It may have happened while you was with Christ. You may have done some things wrong. Can we all help you pray? Instead of you walking around acting like nothing is wrong. But behind you the whole world is burning down. I know we ain't covering that up man. Let us help you help them. We know, and that's your cross. And you just got to bear it. And you got to pray for them and hope that they get right. See, you can't preach this kind of message. Everybody worried about what folks going to think if, 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 if something happened or whatever. Man, you can't be worried about that. You got to do the best you can for them and then pick that cross up and carry it. Though we may have been ignorant, selfish, or just plain hard. Anybody was just plain hard-headed? Hard-headed! Get your hands up! Anybody with... There you go. Don't, don't you do me like that. <laughs> Though we may have been ignorant, selfish, or just plain hard-headed, we must admit our wrong and accept the issues that we caused ourselves and others. Amen? Remember the old church used to hide so much stuff that when you finally got old, you was like, 
What? what? Huh? We thought everyone was flawless and perfect. So when we made a mistake, we knew the devil was coming for us that night. Then when we got older, we started adding two and two and four and four. <laughs> what? Pastor, what time this bishop, boy, he was just, I mean, he was the most hailed bishop. Just everybody just thought he was the greatest. Just he was the, I mean, he thought he was the bomb too. I mean, this is the one that when somebody parked in this parking spot, they stopped worship to get that car moved. Y'all, stop praising God. Stop praising God. We have a more serious issue. Someone has parked in the bishop's spot. Stop the service. So he thought he was the bomb. But one day he was up preaching. Oh, Lord. And a car pulled up in the front. Dude opened the door, jumped out, walked in the service, and went and sat in his bishop's seat, crossed his legs, and just sat there. And nobody in the church could stop him because that was his son, his illegitimate son. He sat in that seat, crossed his legs, and just in the throne, the, the bishop throne. <laughs> he was chilling. Uh, yeah, nobody could move him. He stayed there as long as he wanted to, didn't he? Got up, went and got in his car, and drove off. Yeah. You see, we was young. We didn't know that stuff, you know? So you get old, you'd be like, what? You better take it responsibility. Why, how do you hide kids? You hit a kid, man, you 70 years old. That boy that came in, that was 50. You hit him that long? I mean, I know some African-American males can, I know they can deflect. We do have that reputation where we can cut off. 50 years? Dude, you got Marvel superpower. You are X-Man. Be at the funeral. That's why y'all, y'all ever wonder why they always fighting at the funerals? The black funerals. Always a fight. White funerals, man, it be so peaceful. Everybody said, because you know a white person, and, and this is the truth. A white person be like, yes, I did it. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, we, we did that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Love him. That's my son. Yeah, come on, come on. They, they, they ain't doing it, but black folks, it don't happen till the death. Funeral just a shootout. Rocking the casket. Man, you gonna knock him out of there. I don't care. Dude hit, hit two wives and kids for 40 years. Start seeing folks look like your daddy, be like, uh, dress the same as you. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, man, don't do, no, 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 man, don't, accept it. Hey, man, I did that. that. I did that. There is no one to blame for a cross other than ourselves. Now, listen to this, y'all. Jesus did not blame anyone in any of his sermons or teachings. None of them. He did not tell his disciples, it's your fault that I have to die for your sins. Christ is our example. He took up his cross and did not say a word according to the Bible. They were falsely accusing him. You know why he didn't say nothing? Because he was taking the blame. In other words, it's right. Yeah, I didn't do it, but the people did it, and I'm dying for them. 
He even prayed after all that, that God would forgive them. Even the ones that crucified him, he died for. How can we say that our issues or, circ or bad circumstances are the fault of others when we know we ourselves have faults? Learning to accept responsibility for your issues and admitting that you made a bad choice is the first step in following Christ. Making the best of dysfunction is a cross we all must bear. But if we follow Christ, we can prevent more dysfunction from occurring and he can make our burdens what? Lighter. After all, if we are to truly follow him, then we must follow his examples of handling blame and responsibility. Amen? Ooh, that's good stuff. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in what? Man, we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulations are teaching us something. So the very cross you carry is teaching you how to deal with people that carry crosses. And it's going to teach us patience. So we have patience when somebody else, some of us had a short fuse and we was judgmental. We was putting our mouth on everybody. We was talking about everybody. We was a gossip. We, I know some of you, just a gossip. Mouth, mouth, mouth. Oh, God, let something happen. Boom. Now you got patience. Well, let's don't be so quick to talk about folks. Because that's what it took. You wouldn't listen to nobody else. Now that cross is teaching you patience. What happened to you, bro? You done softened up. You used to be hardcore. Well, my son did go to jail after I talked about everybody else's son being in jail. Oh, well, my daughter did get pregnant after I talked about everybody else. I, I had to hush it down. But it's teaching me what? Patience, because somebody's going to come to you with an assignment from God. You're going to have to help them with the very thing you went through. No matter how it came to you, now you're equipped. It's going to teach you patience and then patience, experience, and experience. What does experience, after you go through, what does experience teach us? What does it teach? It teaches hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 